This is Get Money, a podcast about getting your financial shit together. Yo, get that check. Today's topic, debt. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey guys, I'm Amber. I'm a breaking news reporter, but I also have a real interest in personal finance and investing. And I'm from Australia. I moved to the US about six years ago. And I'm here with Carl. I'm a law student. I spent five years working on Wall Street and I'm from Brooklyn. AJ. I'm a certified financial planner and an enrolled agent. I come from a background of music journalism and book editing. And I grew up in Los Angeles. And Shane. I'm a CPA and a CFP. I own a tax firm and a financial planning firm with AJ. And I'm from Mississippi. Okay, guys. We're going to all be chatting about a lot of different things throughout this episode. And then at the end, we'll bring it all back around, summarize things, and leave you with some really clear jumping off points. See, the premise of America is about freedom. But are you really free if you're tied up in debt? If you're in debt, you're not free. Motivation. The first step to wiping off that debt is sharing that debt with others. When I say share that debt, I don't mean call your mom to her pay it off, even though that would be pretty cool. Money. Motivation. But I mean share how much debt you owe with your friends. Talk openly about how much debt you owe. Because guess what? There might be so many cool ways out there that people can teach you to help wipe off your debt. Whether it's finding a job that pays more, whether it's finding yourself a side hustle, your homies might hear how much debt you owe and decide, hey, let me see if I can lead you to finding a great way to pay off your debt so you can get closer to freedom. Getting money is a team game. So I've got to ask, how big is your day? <laughs> Jesus. That's a great question. Boys, why don't you go first? <laughs> Throw it to the man. Wow. Um, my D is pretty small. <laughs> Stroke uh, kills. <laughs> How small? It's like less than $30,000 small, which is pretty tiny. Do we call that tiny? What's the context? Both undergrad and law school. Oh, well, in that context, yeah. yeah Have you so. ever showed your D to anyone else? Ooh. Yeah, I showed it to this one girl. I thought it was going to be really big, but then she looked at it and she said, oh, wow, that's really small. <laughs> Worked I, out in that case. Yeah, I was relieved. What about you guys? Do you guys have debt? I don't currently have any debt. So my D is pretty small right now. I took out some student loans for college, paid mm-hmm. those off painfully in the first couple of years of living in New York City. Happy to say I am debt free now. Mm, I'm going to disagree with you there. Why are you going to disagree? Because we own a business together. We do. That's and true. And our business has healthy debt. That's true. Yeah. Healthy debt for the business. Yeah. My business D is medium sized. (laughs) (laughs) I also don't have any personal D, personal debt, but I have in the past. I've paid off student loans. So I've I've been there, Carl, but not nearly as as big as you. I went to a state school in the South. So pretty light on the D there. Mine is currently bad, but only because I've just really hit my credit cut up in a way I don't normally. Mm. Usually I'm very diligent 
about paying it always off. But I just bought several flights, uh, mm. international flights and cross-country flights. And so suddenly I have just thousands on it that I normally wouldn't. And also I think about twenty five to 30000 in student debt in Australia that remains unpaid. And I'm a little terrified when I go back, they're going to be like, uh, excuse me. I guess the takeaway is that D size is relative, right? It's different for everyone. Tell me about that. Like when you say it's relative, like what do you mean? Well, I guess we all have different ideas. We all have different money backgrounds and histories that influence the way we think about it, right? So people have emotional reactions to debt. We see it all the time. $5,000 to one person is nothing. To another person, it feels like the world is slipping away from them. They hate interest more than anything in the world. Would you agree, AJ? Yeah, absolutely. I think you know people have different experiences the way they grew up. If you grew up in a household where money was pretty scarce, you know, going into debt can feel like you're going over the edge, like you've lost the game. We handle a lot of clients who are terrified of debt. No one wants to talk about it. It's one of those money is taboo, but debt is sort of the ultimate taboo because there's so much shame associated with I screwed up. I did something that caused me to be negative. It's very, you know, debt is a, it's a red number. It's got a, it's got a minus sign in front of it. So there's a lot of fear associated with that as well. A friend told me recently about her debt and she was in tears talking about her credit card debt because it was so sort of scary for her. Okay, everyone, let's talk about the difference between good debt and bad debt. So tell us the differences between what is good debt and what is bad debt. I think when we're talking about the different types of debt, we have to separate consumer debt, which is bad credit card debt or unsecured debt, and other types of debt like mortgages, which are secured against the house that you're living in. So when we talk about paying debt off sooner rather than later, which type should we pay off first? We have to think about what kind of debt it is as we start to come up with a, an attack plan for paying it down. It's good to think about like what the purpose of the debt is and then also the interest rates that are attached to it. So those are the two main natures of things to, to think about when we think about our debt. Like getting a mortgage, it's pretty low interest rates on that. So payments aren't that bad. Credit card debt would be the other end of that spectrum, right? Very high interest rates. And you'd probably use it to buy sneakers. I did a GoFundMe for when I came to do my grad degree and like to raise money for Columbia University Health Insurance. I did a GoFundMe and raised like thousands of dollars. That's, that's the smart. most millennial thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty a digital smart, fundraiser to, yeah. to get health insurance. <laughs> right. But like genuinely, it was pretty like it was a very effective way. It was people who wanted to help me out. But are, are there other better effective, more effective ways than perhaps asking strangers on the internet to help you pay off your debt? Yes. Yeah, so there's two like main methods that most professionals use to approach debt like that. They use the snowball method, which is designed to be more behaviorally effective with people. And that's to pay off your smaller debts. Let's say you have three different credit cards and one of them has got 3000 another one's 10000 the other one's 25 The snowball method has you pay off the lowest balance first to give you a psychological boost, right? Oh, I paid one off, one less account to worry about, even if the interest rate on that smallest one is the lowest, right? Which is negatively impacting you the least because it's got the lowest interest rate. And that's the snowball as in like you're building a snowball. So you're starting off with like a small amount of snow and then you're building it bigger and bigger. And that's like the idea of like tackling the debt small. Is that how that... The snowball in this analogy yes. is your um, is your emotions, actually. Oh. So you get the psychological boost from paying off that one credit card. So you feel empowered by paying it off. And then you're uh, empowered to go tackle the next two cards. You feel this like insane emotion of energy and you're like a snowball rolling down a hill, getting bigger and bigger and bigger until you're just going to bash through all that debt. 
Got it. Wow. Got it. It's uh, one big snowball filled with emotions. Yeah. Dead is emotional. Yeah, it is. So that's so true. I have this long-term plan of when I graduate law school to make my friends pay off my debt for me as like a gift type of situation. Like, hey, don't buy me bottles at the club. Do not buy me sneakers or a trip anywhere. Just make payments toward my student loans. You have friends that were going to buy you trips and sneakers for graduating law school? Yeah, they, I guess they were trying to like buy their favors pretty early. They're like, hey, if I buy you all these cool things, then maybe you can give me free legal advice when you pass the bar. But nah, just pay off my loans instead. So what kind of sneakers did you need? Let's get my grandpa on the line. Hello. Hey, Grandpa, it's Ali. How are you? Hello. Hey, Grandpa, it's Ali. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, I hear you fine. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Good. So how can I help you? Well, I wanted to ask you some questions about money. Well, first of all, money is good. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a little background on my grandfather. He's 96 years old. He just retired from a very long career as an ear, nose, and throat doctor. He's a source of inspiration and wisdom for me. And here's what my grandpa had to say about debt. Well, obviously, if you can avoid it, that's wonderful. But unfortunately, most people cannot avoid debt, especially when they buy a house or even buy a car. So you can always borrow money, you know, from a bank or whatever. But when you're talking to the person who's selling the car, selling the house, see if you can get a discount if you give them cash. So in your opinion, using a lot of cash up front, a.k.a. making a larger down payment, can ease the burden of debt in the future. Uh, you'd be amazed how uh, having cash can make a huge difference. Thanks so much, Grandpa. Okay, wonderful. Have a great one. Bye. Love you. Bye. Your Grandpa rules. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. One question that I hear from a lot of folks is, um, should people pay off their debt before they start investing? I'd love to hear your opinion on that. In the personal finance space, in the financial planning space, there's this cliche, which the answer to every question is, it depends. <laughs> because mm -hmm. every situation is so different. And, you know, should I start investing or should I pay off my credit card debt? You know, what what is your interest rate? If you've got a ton of unsecured credit card debt at really high interest and you've got a nice salary, 
yeah, probably it makes sense to start paying that down because you're being charged hundreds of dollars a month in interest. If you're looking at more, if we want to call it good debt, like student loans or a mortgage, sometimes it doesn't make sense to be more aggressive about paying down a mortgage when you've got salary that you can start saving to invest. You mentioned student debt, and I just want to know, like, what are your tips for people to how to approach their student debt? It depends. <laughs> it depends, again, what type of student debt it is. If it's debt that came directly from the U.S. government, there's a lot more flexibility. The government has a lot of different programs to make it easier to repay your debt. They have a program called the Income Driven Repayment Plan System. It's a family of plans that are designed to help people just out of college or maybe you don't quite have the income yet to begin aggressively paying off that debt. So you're going to pay a portion of your income. So if you have federal debt, definitely explore the income driven repayment plans that are op- that are available to you. And then with student debt, the other option, if you have a private loan or if you were unlucky enough to get in at a high federal interest rate, um, you can explore refinancing. Um, and that's just one of the different scenarios we go through when we're trying to figure out the student loan payback decision tree. Refinancing means to renew or reorganize the financing of something, like a loan. Consumers usually do this to get better rates. Everyone wants to get their hands on your money. Here are a few tips to protect your pockets. When we're talking about debt, make sure you watch out for refinancing trouble. You want to make sure that you're absolutely ready to refinance your loans. If you have federal student loans, for instance, if you do a private refinance, you lose a lot of benefits, like the ability to defer payments when you go back to school or have a financial hardship. Make sure you're absolutely ready to lose those protections for the benefit of a private refinance. Also, when it comes to refinancing, watch out for clauses in the contract or promissory note that might be scary, like your loan is immediately due if you miss one payment. That's a scam. Yo, yo, what's good, y'all? It's Carl, and I'm about to put you onto some shit. Let me explain a little bit about debt collection. First of all, you can't go to jail for any type of debt, period. But creditors in some states use the court system to get you to appear so you can work on paying off that debt. But the issue is, if you miss a court appearance, you may actually go to jail. So make sure you check your damn mail. Also, if a debt collector threatens you with jail time, they'd be violating federal law. That law is the FDCPA, the Federal Debt Collections Practices Act. And through that, the federal government essentially sets a bunch of rules in which debt collectors have to behave around. And if they break any of them, you can essentially sue them. So make sure if a debt collector calls you that they're acting right, because if they don't, they can end up owing you. All right, I think it's time for our producer, Ivana, to come in with a question that she is not too afraid to ask. What's going on? Here, what's good, Ivana? (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) What's up? So I have a question about credit card debt. What's good with balance transfers? I heard they're a thing and they can help, but I'm not quite sure. Balance transfers are definitely a real thing. They are really helpful when you have credit card debt that's at a really high interest rate, like 19, 20%. If you have a pretty good credit score, you can qualify for a balance transfer to a 0% card. So you're going to go from 19, paying 90% interest to paying 0%, usually for a period of months. You extend the time that you have to pay back that debt. Yeah, I mean, you can also negotiate your debt down with a credit card company. Credit card companies have what's called unsecured debt, as in they can't come take anything from you if you don't pay them back. So you can negotiate with them. If they forgive the debt, could be taxable unless you're underwater. How would I negotiate? I just call a number? Yeah, call them up. 
Vintage. <laughs> Word. You should always pay off the minimum payment due. Otherwise, you're going to get a ding on your credit score, which is going to impact the availability of the balance transfers that we were talking about. If you just ignore it and don't pay your minimum balance, then it's really going to snowball, not just in the amount that you owe, but in the image that you're going to portray to future lenders that can help you navigate paying it off faster. Yeah, and you, you can negotiate the minimum payment. So if your minimum payment is you know $250, you could say, well, what if I do 75 Sometimes credit card companies will help you out there. Wow. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Anytime. A minimum payment is the smallest amount you have to pay to your credit card company in a particular billing cycle if a balance has accrued. Pay it. So, AJ, who gets money? Robert F. Smith gets money. Actually, he more like gives money. He is a billionaire entrepreneur who was giving a commencement speech at Morehouse College. I think it was earlier this year. And in the middle of his speech, he announced that he was going to wipe the student debt of all of the graduating class. When you watch these videos, you just see it in their eyes and how excited they are. And I mean, he changed the lives forever of these kids. And it was just so inspiring. The sort of flip side of that is that it seems like one of the only ways to wipe student debt in this country is to have a celebrity do it for you. Celebrities like Nicki Minaj has done that before where she'll like say, hey, hit me with this hashtag and I'll see if I can pay off your debt. Like, cool, that's really generous of you, but maybe there's a larger institutional problem here. Robert Smith, when he paid off the entire Morehouse class's debt, I was like, damn, why didn't I wait to go to college to go to Morehouse right now? Because I'm trying to get this debt wiped off, too. What's good, Robert Smith? If you hear this podcast, hit me up. Carl Joseph Black. I live in Brooklyn, New York. If you want my phone number, I'll give it to you, too. <laughs> this is how you get money. So when it comes to the D word, there are a few things you ought to know. Number one, there's good debt and bad debt. Good debt is used to acquire an investment like a college education or home you live in. Bad debt is used to pay for short-term wants, aka credit card debt. Number two, you almost always have options with debt. It's a big marketplace out there and there's bound to be someone willing to buy your debt off of you. Which to you, the listener, simply means that you can refinance your debt at a lower interest rate. So when it comes to your D, there are some actions you can take to get it under control. Number one, if you're struggling with credit card debt, you can try the snowball method, meaning pay off the smallest balance first so you feel empowered to pay off the rest. Trick yourself. If you Google how to pay off credit card debt, the results will tell you to pay off the highest interest rate first. But if you try the snowball method, you're empowered personally to pay off the debt faster. So try both ways because every human is different. Number two, if you're looking at ways to manage credit card debt, a balance transfer might make sense. But you do have to have good credit, so work on improving your credit first. Number three, if you have student loans and you're looking at how to repay, know that you basically have two paths, which is either to refinance, get a lower interest rate and pay it off as fast as possible, or go for an income-driven repayment plan and pay as little as possible each month to free up some cash flow. If you have federal student loans, don't sleep on the income-driven repayment plans. It's kind of dense material, but read up, especially if you work for a nonprofit or as a teacher. So to wrap it up, don't stress about debt and don't feel hopeless. There's a lot of options out there. It's on you to explore them. This episode of Get Money is over. Get Money is an original production from Gilded Audio and Acast Studios. I need money for... 
groceries. Text us at 917-905-6636. Rent. That's 917-905-6636 with any and all questions you have. School loans. Yes, you can actually text us. And once you do, we will save your number for any helpful tips or fun updates we may have. Listen in next week as we talk about budgets, or rather, as we tell you not to bother with them. Transportation, all the streaming subscriptions necessary nowadays. Check us out at getmoneypodcast.com and follow us at getmoneypod on Instagram. Records, a haircut. Did you get money from listening to Get Money? Then leave us a review. That's how the internet works nowadays. And it's not just this podcast. If there is a company or restaurant or podcast or whatever that you like, leave a positive review on the internet. And in this case, on iTunes. And for my general future financial security. Now that's a podcast. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.